Welcome to Eye on the Illini. This is Illini guy, Mike Kegley. Uh, we are excited to announce, and you may have read, Jason Jackstis has committed to the Illini. He's a 2024 power forward who is six foot 10, maybe six foot 11, can stretch the floor with his three-point shooting, and he will become an Illini joining the 2024 class with Morez Johnson. So it's an exciting time. We will have Brad Sturdy on after this commercial break. And then after that, we will have Kedrick Prince to talk about what this means for the Illini in both the short and long term. We'll be right back. Are you looking to grow your business? Do that with the Illini Guys Radio Network by broadcasting on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. We have over 20 stations, including stations in Chicago, St. Louis, Champaign, Decatur, Springfield, Bloomington, the Quad Cities, Rockford, Peoria, Marion, Quincy, and Jacksonville, amongst others. You can reach over 11 million people in the state of Illinois by partnering with us. Send me an email, mike at IlliniGuys.com, and let's find a way that we can build your business together. And as promised, we have Illini guy Brad Sturdy, who is here to talk us a, a little bit uh, about Jason Jackson's coming and uh, committing to the Illini earlier today. Brad, this is a this is a big deal and more than just a six foot eleven, you know, center who's got a chance to stretch the court. What all does this mean for the Illini? Well, I think this provides a lot of long-term stability, right? So you've got a guy like Merez Johnson coming in in 2024, who's probably more of a that instant impact guy who's not going to be around for more than a year or two, probably. Um, just looking at where he's projecting now, moving into the top 25 and different things. And so you bring in a guy like Jaxtis who can come in. And, and the great thing, when I interviewed him, talked to him uh, today, about the commitment, he said that he he knows that his first couple of years will be as a role player developmental piece. And then he hopes to make the big impact in his third or fourth year. And this is what you want. I mean, if you could get three or four of these guys in your program who don't, who realize that they're, they, they need to be a long-term guy, that's huge. And also a guy with size and make no mistake. This kid is, he's skilled. Um, he can put it on the floor now. Almost every time he, if you watch him now and you watch him, almost every time he puts it on the floor, it's to the right side. Um, he finishes the right. He can't finish his left hand near the rim. Um, so that's something he's got to work on. He's got to get stronger, which I, he can shoot it. He's got a little more consistent with that three point shot. But, um, but yeah, he's got all the tools. And, and I watched him block eleven shots in a game. They just kept going at him and. Uh, it was actually on Phoenix. He blocked probably five or six of Phoenix Gill's shots, who is Phoenix Gill's a really yep. high level athlete in 2025. So it's not against like, you know, some, some weak player. And so he he's a talented, he's a really talented kid and understands where he fits in, in the program and in the future. Yeah, that, that, that is great to hear. And, you know, um, are, are we seeing, you know, a guy like him, does he have a support group around him that helps him understand the situation so that he's not one of those guys who's, you know, wanting promises of playing time, you know, before oh, yeah. he ever shows up? Just a fantastic family. Um, they're, they're great people and they understand, you know, they're all on board with this. They understand what his role is. They understand what he's going to be. And they understand he's got the potential to be really good in that third year, fourth year. Now, 
And everyone, you never know what's going to happen, but I would say that they have a great understanding of what the expectation is for him. And, and Illinois has done a really good job. And, you know, there's been a large group of people involved in this recruitment. I think it was Tim Anderson who first found him. And then you've seen, I know uh, Jeff Alexander watched him in Riverside Brookfield and then um, Chester Frazier saw him. And then uh, Zach Hamer when he was on campus and talked to him. So you go through this long list, everybody. And obviously Brad Underwood was the final guy. You watched him and said, yeah, that's the guy. I want that guy. So um, it, it all goes through. Everybody went through this process with him. And so I think he has a real good understanding of that. They all like him and they all want him and they all feel like he's got some potential to uh, make an impact down the road. Does, does the presence of a strength and conditioning coach like Fletch, does that help in a recruitment like this? Because they have to have seen pictures of Io and how he changed from when he got there and then at the end of each season. No question. I, I think, and he also mentioned the the n- amount of food that he'll eat when he gets to campus because <laughs> they'll they'll make him eat like X number of calories a day and eat protein shakes and all these things. And and that's what you have to do. But he said he feels like he he'll be pretty easy, pretty easy for him to gain weight once he gets on college campus, and working with Fletch because he knows strength is a big part of this, you know, and and because he has, you know, people oftentimes you know say, well, he's not this or he's not that. You know, this kid's pretty fluid, very fluid kid. He's yes. not. I wouldn't call him like a crazy explosive leaper or super fast runner, but he's very fluid when you're six foot ten. And, and the thing about him is, you get as you get him in this program with a guy like Fletch, he's going to become more explosive. You know what I mean? Like he's going to increase his explosiveness and his ability to, but whether it's second jumps, whether it's, which he actually is pretty good at, but yeah. a more, more, more elevation, it's ability to be strong enough to hold your position and jump still, even though you're taking a bump and things like that. I think that's the part a lot of people don't understand. It's not just like beach muscles. It's the ability to have that strong core where you get hit and you can still get off the floor, even though you're taking a hit because there's going to be contact. Well, I mean, and let's face it, if it was just about putting on weight and beach muscles, you and I'd be all Americans. Well, putting on weight, yes. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, Maybe I, we have the yeah. muscles. It's just covered. What it what it's just covered. Well, it's called incognito. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so um, you know, any other thoughts for Illini fans as they see this really kind of a a guy that that really has kind of come on strong. I kind of look at him as is is a guy who's like putting it's kind of like putting money in the bank, you know, you and you're investing in the future. Yeah. Um, and and to be honest with you, he's still got, you know, a year and a half before he shows up on campus. One never knows what kind of development he'll put up in the next year and a half because his last year, he's gotten a lot better. Yeah, no question. He continues to improve. He's a kid who has a you know a good feel for the game and a good work ethic. So you mentioned this. This is a kid who, had he gone to a, a, a mid-major, he's got some high-major offers to go along with this and some high academic schools, which tells you he's obviously a bright kid. So, But he also, um, if had he gone to a mid-major, probably in two years, he'd have good production for a couple of years, three years, and then he'd transfer. And he'd end up playing at a high-major anyway. Yep. So this is a kid who just took a different route. With the transfer portal now, the, This is a lot of kids will go where they want to play early. Well, he understood, you know, and he's so mature in his thinking, like, hey, I won't have a transition because I already know everything my junior year. It won't be like if I went to, so let's say he decided to go, Illinois State recruited him really hard and come and told him he could come in and play right away. Well, yeah, he could, and maybe he'd play a couple of years there, but now he's going to be at Illinois in a probably higher level, 
and get a better, you know, his opportunity to play as a junior at an Illinois would be higher than it would be if he came from Illinois State because he'll understand the system and he'll already be um, indoctrinated in what they want. So, yeah, I, I think this is a really mature decision um, for him to to take this route and understand his goal long term is to play professionally and everybody develops at different different uh, rates. And he also, you know, Illinois can take this because they lose, they have so many guys leaving after next year, right? And so many seniors and things, and they already have an instant impact guy in Marez Johnson, right? So you have a five-star, basically big man coming in. You, you have Imani Hansberry, you have, you know, Dane Danger. I mean, so you got a great front court. Well, here's a piece where now you're never going to be caught with your pants down, not having a front court guy. You know, you've got a guy back there waiting in the wings, ready to play. So let's say Merez goes pro after one year. Well, maybe his, his, his playing time sped up a year. You know, he comes in and he plays a little bit more as a sophomore than expected. Merez is there two years. Well, then that's perfect for him to kind of slide into a, a bigger role, you know, in that third year. So this is a, this is a really good long-term get. And it also opens up, Illinois has a lot of options now. Um, I know that they, they are hardcore uh, recruiting a, a shooter named Jaden Glover from out East. And he has said an official visit in September. Um, they've also got uh, uh, Mikey Lewis from California, who yep. is uh, going to be um, planning an official visit to Illinois this fall as well. So they, they are, I mean, you start putting this class together. If you can add a wing shooter and another guard dynamic guard, I mean, it starts to look like a really, really good class. And Jaxus is a great piece um, for long-term development in this group. Perfect. Well, that, that is, that's, that's nice to know. Uh, you know, one of the things that's challenging in putting together a roster is thinking down a year or two and, and you can't, you know, put all your, your chips into today. Um, and, and I, I can tell you from watching Mikey Lewis, this kid's the real deal. Um, can, can shoot from anywhere has lightning quickness. Um, you know, very similar to, to Draven Gibbs Lahorn, who's there right now. Um, but boy, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can get enough players that can put the ball on the deck and shoot from a long distance. So I'm, I'm all I'm all for it. If Mikey, come on down. Don't don't over don't overthink it. Right. Well, he's really good at dribbling and shooting, and and he can really score. But I don't know. We already have a guy like that. Well, sometimes you need two. Yeah. There's well, you know, people get dinged up, right? People get dinged exactly. up. You know, so we have to yeah. do that. But, you know, you make it it's an interesting point because you can't play 13 guys. Right. Yep. So having a guy like this coming in next year really is beneficial because we know that they're going to add more pieces. And we also know they're going to add the transfer portal next spring. Um, but it allows them to focus maybe in the transfer portal more. Um, you know, if you have Danger and Johnson, Marez Johnson and Dane Danger and that Amani Hansbury returning, you probably aren't going to focus as much on front court guys. You know, you're going to focus focus on you know, now wings, you know, and guards, because you're going to lose maybe a Terrence Shannon, Mark Stamask, et cetera. You start looking at all the guys you're losing um, as well. So yeah, it's a, it's a very, uh, it's a really wild process putting a roster together in today's day and age. But I think this makes a lot of sense um, because you can't take, remember it used to be, you take like a transfer and he'd sit out a year and it made sense yeah. because you had 13. Well, that takes up, he gets to practice. He gets to come in and he can practice, learn the system, and he's a great practice guy. He gets better. He's in the weight room, all these things. But you didn't have to worry about playing him. So you didn't have to make him, you know, now Jackson's having that mature understanding of what his role will be is really huge for Illinois because now you're looking at, okay, 
we're going to have 12 guys we have to not tick off you know, instead of yep. 13. Exactly. So, so it adds a, it adds a layer there. And, and of course, any high school recruits who, who like to shoot the three, uh, you can just look at Illinois and say, look at that front line. We got plenty of guys who will go get the ball and rebound it. And uh, you'll have the opportunity to, to shoot yeah. it again and again and again. So Illinois might be high on the list and you got a coach like Brad Underwood who, doesn't really stop guys from shooting. So I think that's oh, a good thing as well. Does he give them some offensive freedom or what? I mean, it's like a great, I mean, if you're an off a guard who wants to be a playmaker, so much offensive freedom. And uh, so it's a, that's obviously a great thing. Obviously he's a little bit more uh, of a stickler on the defensive end, but I mean, offensively, he definitely lets guys go play and take shots. And sometimes we question those shots, but, <laughs> but yeah, he's definitely there's offensive freedom, no question. I, I've heard a lot of guards talk about that. But you also notice that they throw the ball in the post a lot too, and they use yes. a lot of ball screen, pick and pops, all these different things to suit whatever personnel they have. So it's not, you know, they posted up more than anybody with Kofi. They ran more ball screens than anybody when they had IO. So this is what you do, right? I mean, that's how you you it uh kind of a go with your talent, whatever your talent fits. Perfect. Well, thanks, Brad, for taking some time here on a Saturday evening or Sunday evening. I'm sorry. And we can to get a chance to talk a little bit about uh, this commit. So we have Jason Jackstus, who will be coming to the University of Illinois. He'll be a member of the 2024 class, six foot 11 big, who has some ability to stretch the floor and has a ton of potential. With that, folks, we will be right back after these commercials. Whether you live in Champaign or Chicago, halfway across this great nation or halfway across the planet, IlliniGuys.com keeps you in the know. Whether it's game results or what's going on in recruiting behind the scenes, IlliniGuys.com covers it. Only $99 a year, and you get a free seven-day trial to kick the tires. Go to IlliniGuys.com. Click the register button that's right next to the seven-day free trial, and we'd love to have you as a subscriber. IlliniGuys.com. And here we are back. This is Mike Kegley, and Brad Sturdy has moved off the stage. Now we have Director of Recruiting, Kedrick Prince here, who's going to talk a little bit about Jason Jackstis. Um, what are you thinking, you know, Ked, you've had a chance as Director of Recruiting, you get a chance to watch players and, you know, both live and on film. Uh, what are you thinking about uh, Jaxtis and what he means to the Illini program? Well, I think it's a it's a big get, you know, number one. And if you look at the state of Illinois, Mike, their high school rankings, you know, if you're big into ranking, Illinois now has the number one player in the state in the class of 2024. And then depending upon how you look at it, the number four or five in Jason Jaxtis, you know, because the guys in the middle, Nojus obviously is a good player in Cooper Koch and Jackson Jason is right there. So that's a big get for Illinois in the class of 2024. You and I have talked about a lot about the high school, um, you know, the class of 2024. I like the fact that this kid is he he knows what's going to be expected of him. You know, um, he's 6'10", 6'11". You know, it doesn't have a lot of high-profile offers, but that doesn't mean that that, that that can't change. And there's a lot of guys in mid-major who have mid-major offers, Mike, that develop it to be great players, and they end up getting in the transfer portal. And then teams like Illinois go get those kids. So now I like the fact that he has the mindset of he wants to go to college. He knows he wants to develop. He wants to get stronger. He wants to become a much better player, and he's not going to be coming in 
like I'm not going to mention any names, you know, a couple kids in recent years who think they should come in right away as freshmen and log a bunch of minutes, especially at that size. So I think the there's been a conversation had between both, you know, um, him and his family. And I think it's a, it's a good get long-term. You can keep, keep a guy in your program and develop him. That is huge. Put some weight on him. I think that's, that's a nice, nice feature for Illinois. Yeah, I really, I really like it. And I, you know, you look at guys out there and I'm refused to say his name, but let's say a certain like center from Loyola a few years ago, you know, when you have a well-rounded game, you can do an awful lot on that basketball court, even though you may not be the biggest guy, the strongest guy, or the guy can jump the highest. And, and, and I tell you what, Jax just seems like a kid who's going to, He's going to be more than a one-tool athlete. He'll be able to put the ball on the deck. Uh, he'll be able to pass effectively and you know shoot uh, uh, from the three and kind of stretch the the court the court out. And as Illinois keeps recruiting uh, better and better players, that just oppor- opens up opportunities for his teammates. Uh, how how do you see a, a player like this developing? You know, with Fletch around and and having a couple of years with. Morez and Amani Hansberry and Dane Danger around to learn the game from? Well, the one thing I will say right away, um, in high school, it's kind of hard to judge what a kid of his, his nature or his stature will do at the collegiate level. But Mikey's a good shot blocker, number one. I mean, he, I mean when I watched him play at Riverside, he was awesome at protecting the rim. <clears throat> to, and to answer your question, you know, anybody who knows anything about Illinois basketball, you know that Adam Fletcher is a master at developing, you know, bodies, making kids bigger, stronger, twitch muscles, you know, utilizing them to make them faster. I think, just like, like I said a few minutes ago, long term, I think if this kid's patient enough, because he is skilled. I mean, this isn't a guy that can't, you, you can't walk into a true gum. Like I just mentioned, he's one of the top four or five players in the state of Illinois in the class of 2024. So, and him being able to get in to, to gain weight. And the thing I like about the nutrition program in Illinois, which uh, Josh Whitman's talked to us about as well, um, is that it's not just bad food. These kids have strict diets in every program. They all have it. football program. I mean, it's being monitored. So I really, really like what's going on with him and, and them being able to put some weight on him. And he won't be too slow. He won't be uncomfortable. And going against guys like Dan Danger and Coleman Hawkins, you saw, and not just you, excuse me, the people listening to this podcast, you saw the benefits of Dan Danger going against Kofi Coburn, how effective he was in low post. So hopefully this can rub off and Dan can teach, you know, Jackson a few things in the post and, you know, he can learn from him and as well as Coleman. So I think it's a win-win situation. I don't know what people are going to be looking for. And if they're looking for a top 50 recruit, this isn't their kid, but this kid is a, a type player. I'll put it like this. Coleman Hawkins was a three-star recruit, you know, and regardless of what you think of him, I mean, this kid has NBA draft potential. So you can't sit and say and look at a star or, or recruiting rankings because Coleman wasn't a top 75 recruit, but it turned out to be pretty good. And Mike, you and I both said before on our last podcast, Illinois doesn't win as many games if you don't have a Coleman Hawkins. So maybe, you know, a guy like this develops into a player and they don't just give scholarships out and accept offers if the kid isn't good enough to play and, and help them. Yeah, I, I think this is one for the long run. And I do think uh, that, you know, he, he's a he's a type of guy that you can, fundamentally build with 
and I like the idea of somebody who understands that it might take a year or two, but it'll benefit both the program and him as long his long term uh, effects as a player to to learn the game and and put on additional muscle, et cetera. Oh, without a doubt. And I tell you, when after his visit to Illinois, um, I was really I wasn't I'm not surprised by this. By any stretch of the imagination, I mean, he really liked his visit. He liked the workout. He mentioned to me um, how intense it was, and and also just the fundamental part of the game. I mean, Illinois teaches a lot of that stuff, and that's what he's looking for. Every kid who goes to college—not every kid, but probably—I'm throwing a number out there: 95 percent of the kids who go to play Division One basketball or like to shot at the NBA. And with his size and his skill set, it's very possible. It's very you know doable. And so he really likes what Illinois has done and that development part of it. You know, you see the development of Dane Danger. So it makes sense. It really and truly does make sense. And, you know, I just I hope this kid stays. You know, Illinois is taking some chances on some kids, like I mentioned earlier, that, that don't stick around. But I think his skill set's a little different. You know, when Brad Sturdy and I saw him play up up in um, Chicago, or Riverside Shootout, excuse me, we both knew that this kid had a chance to play. And, you know, I knew the Illinois coaches were just as interested in him as he was them. Perfect. Any final thoughts here before we uh, let our uh, fans go? Well, the recruiting world is just great. I mean, every day you never know what's going to happen, whether it be volleyball, men's football program, women's program. This is it's, it's, it's nice, and I don't want to – you know, diminish the fact that you talked about and you deserve all the credit for this. Getting good quality players in the class 2024, you have harped on that, and I think this is good. And I also, I mean, think about it. I mean, he, you mentioned Moraes. You potentially have a chance to put a good class together. You have two of the top five players in the state coming to your program, and that's, that's saying something. You know, one from downstate and one from, you know, upstate. So it's, it's a good situation. Yeah, it's it's exciting to see that happen, and you know, we we love getting the opportunity to talk basketball recruiting, and of course, the the challenge that that Coach Underwood and and really all the coaches have across the nation is how do you balance this transfer portal with the high school recruiting to make sure that you get the right amount of players who understand the program. You know, a guy like Luke Goody, who's been here for a few years, understands the offense, understands the defense, can help coach others. Um, guys like Coleman Hawkins, you know, been here for his fourth season. Those guys are becoming more and more the exception as opposed to the rule. And by getting the right mix of high school students in, I think you can you can really balance your team for success. And I, I'm I'm happy to see the Illini with with two big men uh, in this 2024 class. And my only message to any guard or wing that's listening who's fancies themselves a three-point shooter is Illinois has got these two guys plus they've got Dane Danger and Amani Hansberry so if you shoot the threes they got people who'll track down that rebound get the ball back out to you Brad and Brad Underwood isn't going to stop you from shooting so you may want to take a look at the Illini good point Mike <laughs> perfect like well thanks for thanks for coming in Ked uh, we'll be right back after this commercial break Make sure you subscribe to the full family of Illini Guys podcasts, starting out with Eye on the Illini. That's where you can listen to myself, Brad, Ked, Matt, and others talk about the recent Illini events that are in the news. 
Sturdy for 30 is Brad's award-winning podcast where you can hear 20 years of people that he's made contact with to talk about all things Illini and Ked's Recruiting Roundup where he talks to players, coaches, and parents about what it's like to be recruited. Make sure you subscribe to all of those so you're always in the know. So thank you so much to Brad Sturdy and Kedrick Prince for taking time out of a busy day to talk about Jason Jackson. We are very excited here at the Illini guys about this commitment. We think it's a very important piece for building the long-term roster of the fighting Illini basketball team. And of course, you can get coverage like this on IlliniGuys.com. So make sure you get over there. We will be of you know keeping you up to date on all the information and as we look forward this week, the Big Ten Media Days for football are coming up on Wednesday and Thursday, so it should be an exciting week. It'd be a great week to have a subscription to the IlliniGuys.com. And with that one, I will tell everybody, go Illini! <laughs>